Let me take a moment and talk about Riverside.fm. It allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video. When you need to record audio and video, Riverside.fm can do it. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars, to any video content, Riverside.fm. I've got a promo code for you where you'll receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. I'll give it to you twice. The promo code is SHIPIT. All one word, SHIPIT, and you'll pick up a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. Riverside.fm. What's up, shipheads? It's draft day. We got another movie draft coming your way. This is one I'm really excited about. I love the genre of movie that it kind of plays off of. So a very special one near and dear to my heart as a movie fan. So I had to bring in a few special friends here. We got Mr. Zach with us here today. We got the Dez and we got our boy Steve. How are you guys doing today? Hey, yo. Ready for a little trip, a little vacation maybe on this one. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty excited about this one myself. I, uh, I, it's nice to get away once in a while, and sometimes uh, you get away for a real long time, like, like <laughs> today. Longer than expected. <laughs> a much-deserved vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so obviously everyone's been a little stir-crazy, locked up in their houses, so we wanted to take a little vacation, go into the tropics, uh, maybe an unplanned trip. Who knows? But we're going to be tackling Stranded on a Deserted Island movie draft today. This is one where there's a surprising lot of content that's covered this topic you've gotten shows like gilligan's island like lost you've gotten movies like you know swiss family robinson and castaway some of these big titles and seems like disney had a run where every couple of years they'd release a movie that just had the same format right you get a group of people a lot of times they don't like each other starting off and then they're through a plane crash or shipwreck they're tossed onto this deserted island then they got to be resourceful, kind of build up how they're going to survive. And then there's the climax of how do they get off? Or maybe they're dealing with pirates or people that are more you know native to the island that they have to interact with. So there's kind of like this set structure to it. And like I said, I'm a huge fan of these type of movies. Anytime they release it, I don't care what it is, who's in it, I'm in on it. So this was one I was definitely excited to explore as a fantasy draft because there's a lot of different ways to approach it. Um, you can look at what are the survival tactics that are needed, how I'm going to construct my team. What are some of the more enjoyment aspects of it? How are you going to just pass your time being stuck on this island to really just not go crazy at all? So a lot of different ways to approach it. Des, I'll throw it over to you. What are your thoughts about kind of this topic and you know, with this type of lineup that we're working with, some of the different directions we can take? You know, I mean, this is an interesting one because, you know, sometimes we set certain ground rules or sometimes we set certain key things in place in terms of, you know, the structure that we have to keep it under. This one's pretty, pretty fairly wide open here. The only real ground rule that we set in place here at the beginning was uh, no superpowers. You can't, you can't draft, you can't draft Superman to come scoop you up and fly off the island. That That's, it's just, it's too easy. It's, it's too much of a, of a cop out here. So that being said, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of little loopholes here that don't quite qualify as superpowers here that I think you could probably sneak some uh, interesting characters in here and, and, um, 
it's going to be wide open. You got to look at a couple things here. You've got, you know, survivability, like, you know, is the, is the character going to help you survive while you're on the island for as long as you're on the island? I mean, are you, are, is this character going to help you construct a, a raft or some sort of craft to get off of the island to get back to the mainland? I mean, we don't know how long you're going to be there for. So a lot of little variables. We're kind of keeping it wide open to uh, interpretation, but definitely, you know, for me, when I'm looking at my short list, I'm looking at who's going to help me survive. Who's going to help me get off the island when I decide I'm ready to get off the island? Also, who's going to keep me entertained and uh, and sane when I'm when I'm there and on the island for as long as I'm there for? So those are the three main things that I'm looking at for today. Yeah, so definitely some wide open uh, character spots we have. So seven team roster as a whole. The only restrictions, like we said, no powers or loopholes that you can immediately get yourself off the island or give you a clear advantage. A lot of times you're dealing with the real world physics elements that are tied to it. So if we look at the draft order here, we have... Des to open it up, Zach to follow, Steve's going to go next, and then I will wrap up the end of the round and then open up the second round, and we'll do snake order playing off of that. Zach, you're sitting there in the second spot here. This is a four-person draft. A lot of times we've been shifting to more of those head-to-head ones, with those two-person drafts where it's a really different dynamic. We're tapping back into these four-person owner lineup. What are your thoughts going in with the second spot and what's some of your strategies playing off of the board for how wide open this field is? Yeah, well, often you you got to play the man and what strategies other owners are going to go for. And I've got the second spot, but if you think about it, I really have the first spot because <laughs> Dez is sitting there with the first spot and he is notorious in these drafts for making these outlandish <laughs> picks that no one else would ever want or think of. He's like the Oakland Raiders there looking at the top 40-yard dash time that nobody else is going to consider if they had the overall first pick. So I feel like I'm sitting pretty in my position. Yeah, you know, we're starting, we're starting early here with the, with the trash talk here. I, I like it. I'm, Immediately coming uh, it's getting after. me jacked up. I'm getting jacked up here. Uh, we're we're going to have a good one here, I think. Well, so we're on the, on the Zoom cast here with the recording, and Dez is sitting there with his island green screen, and then Zach's just coming straight out with the practical magic. He's got the the hat, the vacation hat, the sunglasses, the Hawaiian shirt, the whole gamut here. So he, he's ready to go. I've got the palm tree in the back. I got my Legend of the Hidden Temple T-shirt on here. Uh, you know, I, I'm just getting tropical and and uh, just all, all kinds of wild. We're ready to go. I'm, I'm I'm dressed for the occasion. You could say I'm I'm gonna be. I got the hat to block the sun for me on this island. So I'm gonna stay cool, stay in the shade, keep my cool in this dire situation because that's really what it is. You can tr- choose to look at it as a vacation, but how, how are we gonna survive here? Yeah, and obviously we have some wide open categories here. I'm really excited to see just the creativity on some of these picks. You can pull to some of the known resources that we've seen these people go through these situations. You can pull from other types of properties to pull certain skill sets. Steve, on your end, any inspiration or or things you looked back to for kind of what we've already seen tackle in this type of topic uh, as you prepare for this draft? Well, hopefully I won't be Al Davis and there will be no Jamarcus Russell drafting. Um, (laughs) And uh, so, no, I, I was just trying to think about it as like literal as possible. So like I'm stuck on this island. What are the things that I need? But then also, most importantly, besides need, like who do I want to spend time with? I thought that that was kind of the interesting balance of like you need certain things, but like you don't want to be around like jerks while you're doing them. So like who are the nicest people that can also do these really important things so you do not die? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I think everyone's probably been asked or kind of asked themselves that question on like, who would you want to be stuck with if you're stuck on a deserted island with someone? So a lot of times that's more of an open ended question, but really interested to see how that's how that mindset is translated into a draft like this. So I'm definitely excited. Got my board ready to go here. Des, you're first overall. Let's see your Jamarcus Russell pick here. Who you got? You're on the clock. <laughs> All right. Well, this is uh, this one here. I mean, I think you can't overthink things. You know, you got to you got to really just kind of uh, go with your gut here and go with your instincts. And for me, when we said, we said deserted island, you're stuck on a deserted island. There's only one character that comes to your mind, and that's instantly the character that you have to go with. You know, he's got survivability uh, tactics. He can uh, survive on his own for a long time. This time, he's going to have a squad with him. He's going to have a, a squad of six other friends and me to hang out on this island with. So I think he's going to fit in well. And here's a key factor here. He can make fire. He knows how to make fire. That's a big thing when you're on a deserted island. I'm going to go with probably the most obvious choice here. I'm going to go with Chuck Noland, Mr. Tom Hanks in Castaway. You, you almost gave my strategy way up here in the uh, in the intro uh, section. You're talking about all the different types of movies. And uh, thankfully, I had the first pick because uh, I want to make sure I locked down Chuck Nolan, because when you think of Castaways, you think of that movie. So this is this is a no brainer pick here for number one overall. Going to get your guy. Number one. That's right. <laughs> no hesitation. And who, who, who doesn't want to hang out with Tom Hanks on a deserted island? I mean, he's everyone's dad. He's America's dad. I mean, you, you can't tell me he wouldn't be just fun to hang out with besides the fact of how useful he is. I guess we didn't put a subset rule of how many FedEx packages you're allowed to bring with you on this island. That's right. Yeah. And he comes with Wilson, too. So, I mean, that's, you know, uh, bonus no, no, Wilson's a different pick. You got to use a roster spot for that's that. That's a different character. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Come on. He belongs to Tom Hanks in this movie. Yeah. It's, it's his it's his ball. <laughs> it's it's painful how predictable that pick was. <laughs> I knew as soon as we sent out this board and, and Bull let us know that Dez was getting the first pick. Zach was wrote it for him. <laughs> immediately cast away because, oh, he literally escaped from an island. I'll tell you why this is a terrible pick. <laughs> he passed away. Let's go. Chuck, yes, he's deserted on an island. He survives for a while on his own. He pulls something out from within himself and he does escape. It's, yeah, great movie. Tom Hanks, gotta love him, right? Yeah, well, resourceful. This is a different scenario. You're crashing on an island with seven other people now. Chuck Nolan's just an ordinary guy. So what are the tangible skills that he's actually bringing when you have just one person who ends up in a life or death situation like this, who's backed into a corner, then well, that's when they can rise to the occasion and pull things out of themselves that they didn't think was possible. <laughs> Zach talking through the wardrobe malfunction. The ring, out, the cord on his hat is just dropping right into his face. Doesn't even it doesn't miss fit a beat. well over the headphones. <laughs> but as a regular ordinary guy, put backed into a corner. Yeah, you do some things that you never expected of yourself, where you can survive off of eating whatever's around and building a raft because that's your last resort when you get to that point. But he's not going to get to that point when you've got all these other people around. I don't know who else you plan on drafting, but what really is Chuck Nolan bringing to the table when you get these seven, eight people, including yourself together and saying, all right, what's our strategy for getting off the island? What skills do we have? Chuck, what do you do? Uh, I'm an executive at FedEx, so <laughs> I'll sit over here. 
No, no. See, here's where you're mistaken. See, this 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 plane crash is taking place after the the uh, Castaway movie. So you're he's already been on. So he, it's yeah, such he's, a dick move. What a what a you know. It's unfortunate for Tom Hanks, but he's going to be involved in a second plane crash and be on this island. But this time he's going to have help. See, so it's, he already knows how to get off the island. He already knows how to build the fire. He already knows how. He's he's basically a dentist. He can pull pull teeth and stuff. You know, so. He's, he's very he's very useful for the other other uh, t- team members because he's already been on and off the island. So you know he's he'll know exactly where to start and exactly where to go. You know once they land, he'll 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 be the organizer of the squad. He'll say, "All right, I've been here before. I know what we got to do. We got to get a shelter. That's we got to get the fire island. going." <laughs> well, you know it's 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 an island. You know how how much different could it be? You know it's coconuts. <laughs> you and see trees one and, island, you see it all. It's like that's the, it. the Bahamas, that's it. right? Yeah. Well, after he's back to been back to regular life for so long and gets reinstitutionalized to normal everyday life with the amenities that he's used to. I don't know if he's just going to fall right back into survival mode when he crashes on an island again and with all these other people who probably have much better skills than he does, depending on who you draft. It's like riding a bicycle. You know, once he gets back on that island, he'll just jump right back on and then just, it'll just keep right on going. So. Well, my concern if you're taking place after Castaway is a big motivation of him getting back was to get back to his wife, Helen Hunt. And she's already <laughs> ghosted him. She's off with another guy. Is how What's his willpower like being sent back to an island? And then, you know, no FedEx package, packages as inspiration. I think he's he's not going to have the same willpower as before. I, I would just, uh, just, just, we'll see how the rest of this draft plays out here. I think, you know, maybe I'll draft a... Uh, a basketball or a football or something later on and it'll be it'll be all right he'll, he'll be just fine hold you to it <laughs> <laughs> always love a first overall pick that you have to add enhancing picks on top of it i mean it makes sense in this in this draft you can't really hate on it so although right, zach so, did immediately so well, I mean, well zach's up next year so you get a chance to go right back at him zach, yeah who we it's got? gonna be the old one-two punch yeah well that's exactly what i expected to happen here so i'm not flustered at all uh, with this draft I've got the first guy on my draft board to take here and we did talk about some of the directions you could go here I'm going with well what am I thinking when I first crash on a deserted island I'm thinking of my basic survival needs I'm thinking all right I I immediately need to figure out where my food's going to come from so I'm thinking I need someone who's going to be able to hunt fish I'm not even that comfortable with fishing so if if i can't eat i can't last for a a rescue to come to have time to escape the island i need my basic survival needs met so food hunting gathering those types of skills i'm thinking about i'm also thinking we don't know exactly what the terms are of this island what we're going to encounter there maybe there's a group of indigenous peoples there maybe we try to be friends with them first of course but if diplomacy doesn't prevail and we have to fend them off in combat i need someone who can do that as well so i've got a character who has all those skills and who has done this in what you could say are a very similar set of circumstances similar to being on a deserted island i would say is being in a zombie apocalypse where you don't have electricity and means of technology you got to build your own weapons and I've got the character who's do- who does all that, Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead. He'll build his own arrows from all the trees around. He'll be able to protect me, hunt whatever animals may be around there, provide me good protein-filled meals, fish, whatever I need to satisfy my needs, protect us from any dangerous tribes that might be there that don't like that we crashed on their island. So 
Plus, Daryl Dixon, a great guy to hang out with. One of the guys from The Walking Dead who you could see being a great pal in, in the most dark of times that this would be. I don't know if Daryl's ever been called a great hang. <laughs> Definitely I think comes he has. Funny, but I love Daryl, yes. but I don't know if he's a great, great if hang. You on, if you land on Zombie Island, you're going to have yourself a corpse burger. It's great. Uh, it's a fantastic source of food there. <laughs> Does he? Here's the thing, though. If he, Tom he Hanks can kill them, so I mean, if, that's if Tom fine. Hanks doesn't come with a, with a, with Wilson, then then Daryl Dixon doesn't come with his crossbow. So is he going to build his own crossbow when he lands on the on the ground? He can, I mean, he could build a bow. Yes, I'm not worried about that. He's very resourceful. <laughs> He's lost his crossbow before on the show. All right. Well, what else you got? <laughs> come on, come on, come on, bring it at me. <laughs> I like you that you're yeah, going I, immediately for a nutritionally balanced diet. Get the protein source. Don't want to lose that muscle mass. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to eat just berries. <laughs> I mean, Tom Hanks does plenty of fishing. I was and, and you know, has Daryl ever built a fire? Have you seen him build a fire on The Walking Dead? He might not know how to build. A Probably, fire. there's it's, been like ten seasons. I'm sure they built a fire <laughs> at some point. At some point, I hope he has needed to keep warm. <laughs> <laughs> but after one year, though, Chuck's going to learn how to fish. <laughs> I never Crash thought I'd be part of a Daryl Dixon, Chuck Nolan argument, but I'm really here for it. <laughs> it need, needed to happen. It was too long. This yeah. is why you tune into Ship It Fantasy Drafts. Yeah. Yes. You never know what's going to happen. I got to say, I go, two picks in. I get the, the kind of the mythology behind Zach and, and what you're going for on survival skills first. Chuck, you know, he's been there, but is there the extra factor? I think I have someone on my board that I'm, I thought was going to go number one overall, and I'm very pumped that they're starting to drop now so i'd love to keep this see this keep going here steve first pick ever on a movie draft oh. how you feeling N nervous <laughs> I, I need a moment i need some water um this is a big moment for me personally and professionally um so like my first pick i am hoping to science the shit out of this podcast and i'm picking mark watney from the martian i just felt like if you you want to be with like the smartest person possible. And I feel like he could like make food. He could make fire. Although he didn't do that in space, thankfully. But I feel, like <laughs> if, I feel like if he needed to make fire, he's smart enough to like figure it out. And I sure as hell am not the scientist in the room. So I felt like I will go with our dear friend, Mark Watney from The Martian. That was my guy. I like as soon as we settled on this topic he was like the first one i wrote down i recently yeah, watched rewatched that movie and no matter what scenario you're in sometimes there's fruit on the island available resources sometimes you have to go and there's certain types of animals you'll be able to hunt but i think he's like the level set that no matter what scenario you'll be able to have a, a food source because he'll be able to figure out i got yeah. really excited as he was dropping and now i'm i got my hopes up a little bit i thought he was going to be there with my next pick here well, there we go. Steve coming in hot first. His first fantasy draft. And he's already snagging picks off of everybody's board. Look at that. Steve, I like thank you. You're a nice guy, but now it's personal. It's not business. It's just personal. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how the saying goes. <laughs> what well, is it? Is, it is. It is now. Well, now that's what I'm saying is this is personal. It's not even business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm a little nervous even. As <laughs> I can handle, but this guy, I don't know. Oh, handle, Dude, we don't have handle. a lot of scouting reports on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. New player enters the ring. Watney was actually number two on my board. I, I went with Dixon because, uh, really, because I don't want to eat 
potatoes for every meal. What Wani <laughs> did making stuff grow on a lifeless rock is very impressive. And obviously those are would be great skills to have in, in any situation. But I'm thinking we already got some plant life on the island. Um, so maybe that that doesn't come into play as much. And I, I'd much rather have the, the hunter gatherer type get me some meat in there. I'm, I'm not eating potatoes and and, and plant-based stuff for, for I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy. So <laughs> the, 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 I just went in that different direction, but it, it is a smart pick. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's not limited just to potatoes. You could do like some, some crossbreed fruits, pineapple berry, maybe, you know, spice it up. Mm, a little a few smoothie. Out of the menu. Yeah. You got to go with what you got going on the Island, coconuts and palm trees. I don't know why I'm defending Mark. I feel like I was already attached to him. I was penciling him out on my board and now I'm just jumping into <laughs> a defend him. <laughs> This is making it easier for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you, you won't have to, his Mars rover, that high-tech thing he, he was cruising around in and, and his science equipment. So there's that <laughs> at least. Yeah, but I mean, being able to go outside and just breathe, you know, without <laughs> having to, to figure out that first, that, that's a pretty big advantage on a desert island. <laughs> <laughs> great, so, great rebuttal. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, you're up with uh, you're going to close out round one and start round two, Bull. So uh, let's. Uh, I mean, now you're going to have to re- completely readjust your strategy now that that Watney's gone. So I'm on tilt a little bit. I already threw out my draft board. I was just like, all right, I'm drafting Mark. That's all I one need. One name on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, like Kevin Costner draft. I just had it in my pocket. Mark Watney. He's over there googling no character what. names. No matter like. what. <laughs> okay, well, I do like a lot of the aspects that Zach went with Daryl because. No matter what sort of animal life is on there, you feel like you can kind of cover the basis and start resourcing that for a food source. So I'm going to go with someone that I had that checks pretty much all those boxes. I actually had them ahead of Daryl in my board. So I like having them drop to me. I think they're definitely going to be in the conversation for a top pick here with any sort of like you're out in the wild and you need to survive. So I'm going to bring Katniss Everdeen. She's someone, she's a hunter, she's a gatherer. She's going to be able to bring in a lot of those food uh, sources. And she's been in a lot of scenarios kind of like this. You're kind of thrown in and up against a lot of unknown challenges. And she's able to adapt and almost have people rally behind her. So I like bringing in for all her experience and the skill set that she adds to the team here. And she's the first girl to go on the board, too. So, you know. It's always handy. You know, if you want to repopulate an island, you're going to need a female. So Jesus. <laughs> Women are good for early. more Get than just early. making babies, Des. Yeah. That is one function that she could she could handle, you know, so. That's... Already one more than Chuck. <laughs> well, I mean, you do need a guy, too. So, you know, but. I see how the, the Hunger Games situation is similar. Uh, but is she going to create a, a love triangle situation on your island? Again, depending on who else uh, you, you end up drafting. But Pete that, that was another big cut, part, part of her character, too. <laughs> no way Pete is making out on this island. <laughs> yeah. Can't stand that guy. Uh, you might need somebody I who Hemsworth. hide I, somewhere. I would not be against adding a Hemsworth. <laughs> Maybe I'll draft the third brother. Best available Hemsworth. He's pretty good in Westworld. <laughs> Luke. Get some weight round Team talent. Luke. <laughs> Well, you get the first pick in the second round, so, you know, free free reign to, to see who's going to go with Katniss. Yeah, I, I like the back-to-back here. I can start to establish the identity of my team. So you start looking at the beats of the deserted islands show or movie, right? They land on the island. They figure out what resources are available. They start to immediately address the food. So I feel like I have that covered. 
now it's like reality sets in. You're going to be there for a little bit. You have to start thinking, how am I going to, what's the quality of life like on the island? How am I going to build shelter, be covered from weather and storms? How am I going to use the tools that are around, the resources to to make different things that can help me accomplish different daily tasks? And then ultimately, how are you going to get off the island? You need someone with that long-term plan of building some sort of raft or device to trigger a signal for when people go by, all of those things. And I bring in arguably the most resourceful, knowledgeable person that can take any scenario, take it down, bring his brain to the table and really find an answer to any any problem that he comes across. I'm bringing Tony Stark. Obviously, no powers here, no suit. But I don't even need that. I think you've seen someone he's gotten thrusted into a cave with hardly any resources and he built a freaking Iron Man suit. He's been thrown out into space and he's been able to survive and and, uh, you know, use all his resources available and have a great game of paper football. He's going to be able to bring that to the table. And I, when I look at this pick in terms of like kind of where he stands, as Des mentioned, he's after the castaway. I'm looking at, you know, later stage end game type of Tony Stark where he's been that leader. He's been that mentor. And he's he started to really work with a group of superheroes that can be a really hard personality match to bring together. And he's able to accomplish that. So no matter who else I bring on this team, I think I'm going to start to have that that flow. But just in terms of what he can bring to the table and what he can invent, what he can innovate, uh, I'm feeling really confident right now that I'm going to have a good setup and then have that really reliable game plan on how I'm ultimately going to get off the island. I would say I would say that's pretty good value there. I, I again, obviously, without the Iron Man suit, there's a, a, some level of drop off to what he's able to to do for you there. In, in that sense, he's got no you know no money and no actual official resources he can really he could you know pull on being you know as rich as he is. But um, yeah, I think brain brains wise, he can accomplish a lot. Like I said, like you said, Iron Man one, he built the suit out of out of uh, you know almost nothing. Uh, it was out of. Uh parts from his advanced weapons that the terrorists stole the 10 rings people true yeah yeah that's what you got i mean iron man 3 he went to the hardware store and built a poor man iron man suit to take down a, a bad guy syndicate so if it's if the goal is just ace, to build a reliable boat, hardware i think he can uh, handle on that island <laughs> he'll figure it out he's got he's uh, built an element he's discovered time travel i mean you look at his list of accomplishments i think I mean, this is gonna be easy pickings for him yeah, he's a smart guy for sure. I'll give you that. Again, I just you know without the Iron Man suit, I think you lose a little level of of quality there. But still, take off still the suit. What is he? That's <laughs> waiting for <laughs> Playboy billionaire philanthropist <laughs> minus the billionaire <laughs> Playboy philanthropist. Not much of a billionaire or Playboy or philanthropist on a deserted island, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean you've got one Genius, choice yes. of females. It's Katniss, so. <laughs> There we go. There's our love triangle. <laughs> it's very starting. Katniss, <laughs> Tony Stark, a little and old. Bull's next pick. He's a much more seasoned Tony Stark. He's not looking for, for the love yeah. love triangle business. He's That's what they all say until they're trapped on a deserted island. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think him and Nebula got got it on so <laughs> well we, that's, that's the deleted scenes that we never saw <laughs> Kevin Feige's got that filed away somewhere never <laughs> saw that cut <laughs> <laughs> So we got Steve up here next. You get to build in your second pick, start to really build that identity. Who are you sitting on for this next pick? Yeah, so, if you wouldn't mind stealing one off of Zach bo- Zach's board for me before he gets up next, that'd be great too. <laughs> Steve, so the, your Steve the sniper. <laughs> so um, I reached for this pick, but he's one of my all-time favorite television or movie characters. 
our dear friend Hugo Reyes, otherwise known as Hurley. So here is my thought. If you're stuck on a desert island, you need like food, shelter, Maslow's hierarchy of need, all that stuff. But what you also need is somebody that is a good hang, someone who's positive, enthusiastic. And Hurley was that for Jack on Lost and everybody else. And I feel like he could be that on this island as well. So I had to go with my main man, Hurley. I think I took him a little bit early, but I wanted to make sure that I got Hurley, which was just rhymed, I think, totally unintentionally. Yeah, yeah. Early Hurley. <laughs> well, the fact that Des already cornered the castaway market, Lost was probably the next property up. So he's had leaning to- into just people that have been on an island. <laughs> yeah. And he's already he's already played golf on an island. Like, you never, <laughs> you know, you never know. You're right. This island might be the island. Like, you never know. <laughs> He can help you with your short game. Yeah. And I need help I mean, with I all hate, aspects. <laughs> I, I hate to take you to a dark place, you know, this early, this early in the, in the <laughs> draft here, but we've all, we've all seen the movie alive when they crash land on a mountain. If you have to eat somebody, Hurley's a pretty big source of protein right there, I think. So I that's mean, very dark. You're going to go, you want to go with someone that's going to provide you some food for a while. I'm hoping that Mark Watney can prevent us from cannibalism <laughs> as, as for as long as possible. <laughs> that That's one one approach to it, Des, or you can yeah. just draft someone that could get you food. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Hurley, Hurley, man. That's the biggest up. people. So you have food for a month. I want Mark Henry. I want Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> Fat bastard. <laughs> These are all options. They're saying this is, this is one road you could go down. You don't have, you don't have to go down that road, but you can. When I said I was looking forward to creativity, I don't know if we want to push push the bounds that far. <laughs> All right, well, so nobody's drafted anybody here. from that movie yet. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, we got yeah. Zach here. So thank God it's time to move on now. So I've got my very basic minimum survival needs to, for the, my protection and my food. So now I, I'm, I'm making a pick kind of like in the in the position uh, Bull took with the, the suitless Tony Stark of more planning on what could we do to get off the island, raft construction, uh, building flares or and someone who also has knowledge of maritime signals if you can flag down if you see a, a ship what's the best way to get their attention to survive somebody who has those types of skills and knowledge and can work with whatever they have and perfect character for that is MacGyver always making things out of paper clips gum whatever is around not that those specific things would be around but you know he can build a contraption with whatever he has, whatever he needs. Maybe we're not going to need to defuse a bomb on the island, but if we do have to, hey, he can do that too. And um, from the original show, I haven't watched the new one with the, the guy who played Havoc in the recent X-Men movies. So we'll go with the OG MacGyver. There's a whole, it's like a, a verb, isn't it? MacGyvering something, just build that out of nothing. That's exactly what you need on a deserted island. I think it's a missed opportunity not grabbing McGruber there yeah. in that spot. You never know when you're going to need to stick a st- celery stalk out of your ass to distract someone. Or rip somebody's throat. <laughs> yes, that throat <laughs> rip count throat is rip. on, uh, uh, you know, it's out of control. It was a tough call between those two. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned McGruber because, um, you know, the, the, la- the last Comic-Con that I had gone to um, two, a couple of years ago before uh, the pandemic shut everything down, um, I actually 
talked with the the actor who played the original MacGyver and and, and mentioned, you know, asked him, you know, what his thoughts were on on MacGruber. And uh, he's he's a fan. He actually uh, he's actually thinks that MacGruber is hilarious. And he actually did a, a cameo on a, on an SNL sketch with with MacGruber as MacGyver. So pretty uh, laid back guy. I think he would be uh, he'd be pretty happy with uh, would be on this deserted island with you guys. Definitely resourceful. I give you that, even though uh, maybe you didn't take the best version of that type of character, but definitely resourceful. <laughs> well, I wasn't looking for, you know, the the loophole type stuff, you know, like take a superhero and remove his power and just take the guy. You know, I, I don't I personally don't look for loopholes and weird stuff like that. You do. And that's fine. If those are your ethics and morals. But um, so I'll just take <laughs> the real person who who does those things. Wow, I was getting getting real personal here too. Yeah, uh, Steve's not the only one that's apparently uh, going right for the throat rips. <laughs> well, you're you'll you'll be perfectly fine, Zach, as long as you're playing Crashlands on Duct Tape Island. So, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that island is like the Bermuda Triangle. It just sucks planes in, so there's a high yeah. probability. There's no escaping. <laughs> you're stuck. All right, well, I'm going to close out round two with my pick here, and, and then I'll lead off round th uh, three with my pick as well. You know, I, I like the direction that you guys are going with here. I think it's smart to go with someone who is smart. Uh, you know, you got you got your high-end scientists. You've got Mark Watney. You, you, you've taken Tony Stark off the board. Real smart people here, and I'm going to keep going that, uh, down that road. I think that's a good, a good choice because given any situation you you need someone who can adapt who can overcome who can science the shit out of things as mark watney does uh in my per my mind you know having looked at all the different scientists and different movies and things i'm gonna go with one of my personal favorites probably one of the smartest ones he created time travel uh it's doc brown i'm gonna go with doc brown from back to the future and put him right on the team here uh, so you know we might not get off the island, but maybe we'll, we'll time travel back to where before that plane crashes and we'll make sure that the plane doesn't crash. I don't Marty. know. Marty. <laughs> so is that your plan to, instead of like building a raft, you're, you're banking on being able to build time travel out of palm trees? I mean, he built one out of a DeLorean. Why can't he build one out of a, you know... I think it's soft shell crab. <laughs> easier know. to see it's by a DeLorean. Had, like nuclear warhead, like <laughs> like powering it, basically. Plutonium or something. Plutonium, yeah. Well, I mean, later on, he ends up figuring out how to power it with trash. And, uh, you know, there's probably, you know, some trash will wash up on shore on the island at some point. You know? Still need the DeLorean. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, not, it's not really a pissing contest, but Doc Brown spent his whole life basically trying to build this time machine and... Tony Stark did it in like 15 minutes before like Conan came on. He's just like, I got some time. I'll just I'll, I'll figure out time travel and then we can do that as part of his many accomplishments. But it, it's cool that you guys your guy can do just that. And he figured that out. That, that's really cute. <laughs> wow. I mean, he's got a lot of a lot of other inventions and, you know, he's got very crude <laughs> like an automatic crude toaster scale models. <laughs> <laughs> Make a mean you can breakfast. Build a, you can build a model out of shells and things, come up with game plans to figure out exactly what they're going to do next. <laughs> so. He's like Peyton and uh and uh State Farm Peytonville. This little, little <laughs> I mean, map of the island. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> He's gonna I, apologize for the crudeness of the model first, yeah. and then uh, and it'll go on to explain why it's gonna work. I'm not too worried. Plus, he's very entertaining. You know, he's, he's, it's never a dull moment with Doc Brown's running around. So, I'm not gonna lie, he was on my board. So <laughs> I right, was considering see? him. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> takes, a, takes a big old After dump on my pick. <laughs> we do like it. 
Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it going. I'm gonna keep the science train going here because I, I think that's a good, smart way to go to you know ensure early on that you know no matter what resources you have, they're gonna know exactly what to do with them. So you've got Doc Brown, who's a great scientist. I'm gonna go with I think someone who's possibly, arguably one of the best scientists uh, in TV and film history. I think uh, you know just he he has a very uh, a very high IQ and uh, he just. He may not be the most entertaining person uh, to have on your island, but I'm going to go with Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory. You know, very, very, very smart individual. Uh, as we've learned from as we've learned from the show, you know, he's got uh, you know IQ of 187, so that that that's a huge plus right there. Dropping stats, I love it. He's got a you know he's got a BS and MS MA, a PhD. Uh, he's got a great, great memory. Very, very logical. Uh, so if, no matter what scenario he's going to get into, he's going to, um, he's going to be able to science the shit out of it. Same as Mark Watney. So I think that the Doc Brown, Sheldon Cooper combination, throw that in there with Chuck Nolan's resource, uh, resource skills, dentistry ability. We got a solid, we got a solid trio going on here. I, I think have does, great teeth. Yeah, it does showed up and thinking this is the drafter ideal eighth grade science project team. <laughs> and it's actually the deserted island room. Well, there's a lot of spots here. So the seven roster spots leaves a lot of room for you know the more uh, entertainment value things later on. I think this is the pretty deep board here. So you got to you got to lock up those top scientists early. As as you know, Mark Watney went quick. So I, I think I've got top five, uh, two of the top five scientists in movie and film history. Man, I I would rather take almost any other scientist if I didn't have to be stuck on a deserted island with Sheldon freaking Cooper. <laughs> Where, where's his spot on the island? Like, is he going to like, like the couch, you know, we have to figure that out. <laughs> Strict seating he'll, arrangements. He'll, yeah. He'll make it, he'll make That's it work. My log. This, this is probably him on the island right here. He's just sitting right here. So <laughs> he's just, uh... yeah. I mean, I think I, I get the approach of it. I think you're leaning a little bit too hard getting like two people. Like at the end of the day, you're on an island there's going to be limited resources and yes, can they have the ideas, but are they going to be able to build it? Are they going to be able to implement it? Are they going to be able to actually survive and be able to perform in that type of environment? I think that that goes a long way to the extent where like, you know, does street smarts almost outweigh book smarts for a lot of what these characters are going to go through? I guess we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, it's fun I think... to have all these fancy ideas when you're sitting in the comfort of your living room. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate the idea of being surrounded by a bunch of scientists when you're on a deserted island. I mean, I think I think a couple is fine. I mean, I'm not going to go too uh, too much harder on the science uh, down the scientist path, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I think I think that uh, science is the way to go when you're when you're stranded by on, on an island. Des is following the science. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm up now. With my third pick, and I got to tell you, I was actually a little worried for a minute. Uh, especially if you told me that Des was going to pick two scientists there. I, I may have done my last choice differently, but instead I locked up MacGyver. Des picked two scientists, and that is one spot that I definitely want. This is going to be more the quality of life on the island kind of pick. Someone who's got experience, a scientist who has experience with this situation and making everyone's life better on the island with all kinds of invention, inventions we've seen develop electricity with pedaling apparatus, uh, all kinds of gadgets you would need to just for the quality of life could also help with the science side if, if MacGyver needs any help with 
escaping, but this is more that quality of life on the island, again, extending our survival rate here where Daryl is protecting us from whatever, but now we need to, yeah, we do need to bring in some science here. So I'm bringing in The Professor from Gilligan's Island, one of those shows that we mentioned that's very on the nose with this topic, but The Professor has made electricity on the island. He made all kinds of things for that allowed them to survive for a long time on that island. For how many seasons was that show? How could you beat that? <laughs> I want to crap all over this thing, but I, you know, he was on my short list too. So uh, I honestly didn't think he would go this this quickly, this high on any of your lists. You know, being being the show's a little older, maybe you know, you guys weren't big fans maybe growing up. I, I didn't think that. Uh, I'd have to worry about him uh, going this highly in the draft. So you were uh, going to take a third scientist. <laughs> How many scientists are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's gonna work out, guys. Trust me, the science is there. <laughs> it's sound. <laughs> but I think, like you said, though, the professor he's more of like a practical scientist, though. You know, he could take he, he could take anything in, out of coconuts and uh, and turn it into something cool. So I think he, he was more of a practical scientist, more than like you know, book scientist. I don't know. I, do we ever? Do we ever find out what he was a professor of? Like prof, he's I the actually, professor. Islandology. I actually looked up his his Wikipedia. It says he is a botanist, like Mark Watney. So Ooh. oh, get some oh, of those okay. skills All in right. a later round. Yeah. Didn't know that. So the more you know. I wish there were more movies about botany. I swear to God, <laughs> I needed that on my team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like I said, there's not a lot of things to hate on that pick. I think it it's pretty sound for how you're approaching it. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's the theme, he's on an island and mm-hmm. he's uh, he's able to to science the shit out of things. So that's uh, <laughs> quarter of the draft. That's what it is. I'm glad right. I denied Des his third scientist. Well, if he got if I'm he gonna... swept the floor with them, we may be in trouble. But <laughs> I'm going back. He's going to be going at the end the of the day board. one scientist away from a full set. <laughs> All right, so we got Steve coming up next year. We're going back through the draft order. Steve, we're about to wrap up the third round here. Two picks away. Who you got for your third pick overall? So I decided to go a little bit old school with this one. And uh, this is a, actually a childhood classic of mine. I decided to go with uh, Jeremiah Johnson from the 1972 movie, Jeremiah Johnson. I felt like if you were like on a desert island, I was just assuming that like there's hills and there's like rough terrain and you're going to need somebody who knows how to navigate that. And according to the movie, which was 1972, he's been up there forever. The movie ends with like the line, something like, and like, according to the rumor, he's still up there. So I felt like you need somebody like a rough, rugged outdoorsman and Jeremiah Johnson with played by Robert Redford. Um, I felt like he fit that bill. You also get a top 10 gift performance out of him. Yes. Most importantly, <laughs> the gift. Yeah. Get the that reality of it. Yes. Trending. Yes. Wilson might not be able to come with Chuck, but the gift comes with Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very reassuring gift. So yeah. <laughs> you just hold it, hold just it, look at that it for a little morale boost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can do this. <laughs> like if there's ever a moment of doubt, like Mark is struggling cooking the potatoes or whatever, look over at Jeremiah. Oh, day over cook up. They're good. <laughs> I mean, Hurley's Hurley's a big boy. He's gonna, he's gonna have to eat a lot more potatoes than everybody else on that island. So you gotta make sure you got plenty of potatoes for that guy. Boy, you love mash him, stick him in a stew. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Yeah, definitely sound. You need someone like rough and tumble to be able to, they're not, you need people that aren't going to be overwhelmed with the situation to kind of get you through those, those first few days, first few weeks. There's going to be a lot of people reacting and, um, you know, almost feeling like all hope is lost, but having someone that's not going to be intimidated by it's definitely key. All right. So I'm up here. I got two back to backs. I love being in this corner position to kind of group these picks together here. You know, Des keeps going back to the dental aspect of it. You know, what if you get some cavities? What if you get, uh, you know, you need a root canal, whatever that may be. Those are real life scenarios that are going to happen. So you got to address it. I think you've got to lock down some sort of medical position, a doctor, someone that's going to, no matter what sort of challenges and injuries that come up, you're going to be someone that can kind of patch the team back together and get them through it and fight infection and just the normal day stuff. So I'm going to lock down someone that has a lot of experience. I feel like in like in this sort of environment, right, where you're maybe not have all the tools available at a fancy hospital. I think that that's going to be key, kind of getting creative with what's available. I'm going to bring in Hawkeye from MASH. I think he's someone that is going to have a good uh, mentality about just kind of what the situation they're in, not getting kind of too worn down about it, having a positive attitude, bringing the team together, but also adding some comedy and levity to it. And then at the end of the day, he has that medical expertise to be able to to help the team. So I like the skill set he's bringing, and then also just the intimidation factor. What we're going against, I feel like he's going to be hand, be able to handle that pretty well. Yeah, I mean, not my first choice of of doctors that I would have thought of. <laughs> You know, for for uh, for Can't a doctor, wait to see that list. but uh, yeah, I, Alan Alda is a, a a great guy. Who wouldn't want to hang out with that guy? So great hang, great hang. Just yeah, it's got to be a factor in these things because you you don't know how long you're going to be on this island for. Mm-hmm. So if you're not if you're not having fun hanging out with these people, it's going to be a tough time. I got another pick coming up here, so. I mentioned that when you look at the TV shows and the movies, there's like certain beats to it, right? And a lot of times they're thrown on this island. It's it's not like your one tree, your one coconut tree type of island, and that's where you're on. Usually it's a pretty extensive piece of lands that you really have to explore. You have to figure out what resources are available. A lot of times in the third season is when they find the crash plane with some available resources and tools that they can bring in. And maybe there's other people on the island that you also may come across. Maybe there's polar bears. Who knows? Maybe there's an underground bunker that you have to put a code. There's so (laughs) many things you're going to come across. So I want someone that is almost going to be able to accelerate that timeline. That's going to be able to go out as my explorer right from the get go, be able to figure out what resources are available. If there's other people, be able to to either you almost negotiate or be the kind of that diplomat with them and work with them. Or if it's more of a threat to be able to battle them and be another resource on that front, kind of along the lines with what Katniss can bring. So I'm going to bring in Laura Croft here. This is one that I think she checks a lot of those boxes. You got to have the conversation. Which version are you bringing of that character? I think I'll, I personally prefer the newer remake version. I think she probably checks a little bit more of the boxes on, you know, say wielding a bow and arrow, being in that more of that environment and surviving type of thing. But at the end of the day, you're on an island and you play that game on who (laughs) I want to be stuck with. And Angelina (laughs) Jolie, it's got a way in. So me thinking with my my brain here, uh, I'm going to lock down Angelina Jolie as this version (laughs) of Laura Croft and really map out what that island is right from the right from day one, basically. 
Yeah, everyone's everyone's talking smack about my repopulating the island ideas here, but uh, no one's saying anything now when we're talking about bringing Angelina Jolie on board here. Very smart pick. I will say, I will say, I don't think we need any any Alicia Vikander uh, slander. I don't no, think we no, need that. No, I'm a huge you know? fan of her. I wish okay. they made more movies. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, they do. Yeah, it was a tough choice, but yeah, at the end of the day, you got to play with the theme of stuck on a deserted island. It was a winning situation either way you looked at it, really. Right? In that, yeah. In that yeah. Way. I mean, Fast Bender's yeah. never wrong, so. Yeah, no, no. That's a true win right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to say anything bad about it. Let's just let's just keep on going. That's good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so back to Steve here. So my my thinking for this, uh, for this next pick is you've got plenty of people that are going to be able to gather food. Who's going to cook it? So that it tastes good every once in a while. So I went with Carl Gasper from uh, the John Favreau movie Chef, and oh. I. So I also felt like he would be a good hang while he was cooking. Maybe there's some fishing. He grills some salmon, some fish. Like you just don't know what he can make up. I don't know that I. I would like his food truck to come on the island with us. I don't know that I'm going to be able to pull that off. But you know, if we can't have a volleyball, we probably can't have a whole food truck. I, so I understand that, but. I stand by <laughs> I stand by his chef skills with limited resources. You're right, I got your one add on. It was the gif with red. Yeah, damn, damn. <laughs> That's right. I don't regret it for a moment. I don't know. Maybe you were in a flying food truck and that crashed oh, on the yeah. island. You know what? It's funny. We were in my situation. It's so funny you bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you knew that. Yeah. Just made Huey's day. Uh, <laughs> his first his first uh, draft he's already adapting super fast I like it it's just, uh, they got the fly quick 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 just, you gotta go you gotta go yeah, yeah. <laughs> any version of Favreau is gonna be a great hang yeah 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 it's gonna make it's gonna make uh, Iron Man really jealous to be on the other on the other island without him so <laughs> so we're gonna be like a joining island so maybe we do like yeah. a party cruise booze cruise yeah. hour yeah. you know go yeah. meet and greet we're a very peaceful island on Steve's island <laughs> yes <laughs> Very picky about eating, apparently. <laughs> yes, that's it. I'm dying. Yeah. I'll eat anything. Uh, you want this like raw fish? No, it's got to be cooked and seasoned. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be gourmet. Where's fish? the salt? <laughs> we got Zach up here next. All right. Yeah. So I'm still trying to add new skills. I'm not trying to stack any one skill too much like Des has done and still wants to do. So I'm, I'm looking at more of a we're going to need some sea safety here. If we're going to be trying to get off the island eventually, if, if you do that build a raft route, or even just when you are out and about on, on the island, it, you're surrounded all by water. It makes all the sense in the world to someone have someone who knows how to perform a successful sea rescue if you're out and things go wrong. When you try to build a raft and escape island, there's probably a pretty high chance that you're not going to be successful the first time. So I'm adding one of the top lifeguards from movie or television history, Mitch Buchanan from Baywatch, the Hoff, the Hasselhoff. It's going to be saving the day when if things don't go well, if uh, anything happens, you know, with the, with the water, if you get caught in the wave trying to escape. So I'm going to feel good about that all around first aid type stuff that Bull was going for with his uh, medical type pick. So I, I think getting the sea safety and, and first aid kind of CPR, those skills are going to be very important. No, no volleyball left behind on Zach's crew. <laughs> That's right. 
he would have gotten Wilson. <laughs> yeah, the professor's going to have to build him one of those little lifeguard stands he sits up on. He can look through his coconut binoculars and make sure everything everything is real safe on the beach. That'd be a great bit. <laughs> Stay in the little ropes. No roughhousing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, guess he's real useful for one whistle. thing. <laughs> safety uh, first on Zach's Island. I like yeah. it. Safety first. A little bit of a limited uh, first aid type of experience. For what he can handle, yeah. but you know, you get any bumps or bruises or CPR, you got that covered. Still yeah, that important. Bomb, if that bomb goes off. MacGyver doesn't succeed. Uh, burns and stuff. You know, Mr. Cannon not helpful. But if you're drowning, then you're good to go. So, I think drowning is clearly the more likely of the two scenarios. There, <laughs> it is. Yes. I playing explosions. I'll, on a, this I'll give you that. <laughs> playing the numbers. Not sure how, not sure how, you know, j- beyond that, how, how useful he's going to be. But uh, you talk about Chuck Nolan being just a FedEx guy, uh, you know, at least he knows how to build fires and uh, pull teeth. So he's the only guy skills. who knows how to build fire, apparently. Unlike <laughs> any other person who's ever had a bonfire or gone <laughs> camping or to the beach. Have you ever done, have you ever tried to start a fire by rubbing your hands together like this with a stick? It's not easy. Okay. I don't, I don't think I've ever done it. I don't know if I ever want to try to do it. So I feel like three quarters of the people that have been trapped to probably figure out in five minutes <laughs> or already know yeah, how to do it. You're probably right. But the dentistry part still stands. But though, first so. overall, you had to get him, had to lock him down. Yeah. Iconic. So, <laughs> so well, I'm going to close out this round here. Yeah. We get cl- close out the f- fourth round, start the fifth round. I, I like it. You know, I'm sitting here I'm thinking, I'm thinking utility wise, uh, I know I said I was going to cool it with the science picks, but I think I have to just keep that train rolling. I think I got to, I, I just got to, I got to jump in the deep end, uh, with both feet here, I think, because while I was sitting here, I thought of arguably one of the most practical, useful, well-rounded scientists that, uh, is in film and television. I mean, he, he literally is like the king of just like creating something or like grabbing whatever he has and like twisting it and turning it into something sciencey to get him out of a situation. There's literally not been maybe a, a handful of situations he's been in where he thought he could handle it because he could just science something up together and, and create a solution. And, uh, and he's entertaining. So I'm going to keep the science train rolling. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with arguably someone, one of the best ones. <laughs> Can't believe he fell down this far. When I think about it, uh, I'm going to go with Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. Just let you let that sink in for a second. Go ahead. Just think about it. Think about it. Yeah. But isn't he like, isn't he just an animated version of Doc Brown? Like, isn't that like the theme of the show? It's like, oh, we're going to take these two characters and just kind of keep evolving it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If you know you're Rick and Morty, like I do, you know that the creators originally uh, put Rick and Morty, they're kind of a spinoff of Doc and Marty. Doc and Marty, Rick and Morty kind of sounds a lot together. It was originally, it was like a pal kind of thing. And then uh, they completely switched it up. And now it's, you know, Rick and Morty. Uh, they were, they originally were just friends. Now they're grandpa and grandson. And uh, the one big thing about Rick and Morty is that he doesn't do time travel. They've talked about it on a couple of episodes. It's a hard now. He doesn't mess around. With, he doesn't mess around with time travel. He's only interdimensional. So, you know, he can, he's got the portal gun. Uh, you know, he could jump to another dimension and, and, you know, do whatever he needs to do. Uh, so, you know, there's been, he's very useful, very, very <laughs> resourceful here on an island. So 
<laughs> Again, same thing. He, he can use what he's got around him. Between him, Doc Brown, and Sheldon Cooper, there's nothing that they can't get out of. There's literally nothing. So at this point, Chuck Nolan's on vacation. He can just hang out and just uh, and enjoy his coconut soup or whatever he's got going on there. So, Yeah, I mean, like, so animated characters is kind of like a interesting type of, uh, you know, type of character when we talk about this. Obviously, from the powers perspective, you can't have any, like, loopholes with that. But for the skill set he's bringing, just from the brains, for what he's bringing table, you're kind of picking an animated version of more of a human character. So... He's obviously going to fall into the physics of the real world, needing to eat, sleep, injury, death, all those things. So I think you're getting a lot of smart guys, but I think it's still like leaning too heavy in on how are they going to be able to adapt to the real world scenarios that are happening. And, you know, you can have these theories, but at the end of the day, you got to take a tree and a coconut and turn that into something useful. So I think these guys are going to be going a little bit crazy not having all of the tools in their lab at their disposal to be able to accomplish these things. I, I mean, I, I still think the, the combination of the three of them together, I mean, there's really not much they can't accomplish. I and mean, that's some that's a big brain power right there. So I think very, very big goals, very aspirational on your end. It's not even just getting off the island is not good enough. I need to go to another dimension and then go back in time. Really, that's right. Cure yeah. cancer like, while you're at it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if Rickon can create a portal gun while he's on that island, you're pretty much set right there. I mean, he's just going to pop into another dimension, pull what he needs out. We might not even want to leave the island at this point. We might want to just hang out and, uh, you know, make it our own little private resort. It might be that kind of a cool island at this point. You know, who, who needs to leave? I don't know if those three are going to make that a really fun, cool island. <laughs> I think Chuck's <laughs> going to want to, like, I need to get out of here, like, ASAP. <laughs> Well, that's that's good, though, because I'm going to add in some cool factor here with my next pick. I'm going to start off the fifth round and uh, I'm going to go with a personal favorite of mine. We I feel like with Ship It, we have a, a soft spot in our heart for Nicolas Cage. And I think yes. uh, I I think I'd be remiss if uh, I didn't include a little Nicolas Cage in, in, in this draft here. So, you know, I thought about all the Nicolas Cage characters I could draft here. There's a lot of there's a lot of good choices. But, you know, which one would be entertaining and useful at the same time. And the first one that popped in my head was uh, Benjamin Gates from National Treasure. He's smart, so he's you know right on right on the theme here with the rest of them. He's uh, he's crafty, come up with all his plans on the fly, and uh, you know he can steal the Declaration of Independence. So we're gonna have that on our island because who doesn't want that? You know that that's cool. So was it the the Rock Nick Cage also a scientist? Stanley Godspeed. He was like a speed. He was a chemist. Yeah. Yeah. You missed opportunity. Like it's another Travolta situation. Just kind of you're gonna do it, just lean into it. <laughs> Don't half ass it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I just enjoy the Benjamin Gates character a little more entertainment-wise. If I'm gonna have to hang out with a Nicolas Cage character, go with the you know the Benjamin Gates over over the Stanley Goodspeed uh character, I think. Just just personality-wise anyway. So I feel like Benjamin would go a little insane being stuck on the island after wake, like a week and he would start creating these treasure hunts for himself <laughs> all in his mind like he's got to find like there's this buried treasure on this island and we got to walk 10 paces this way and then this is the coconut from 1800s uh, tribe in Africa and this leads us to the next thing and it's just going to be a mess. Maybe there is treasure on this island. We don't even know it. He will, if it's there, he's going to find it. So I'm pretty confident about we're going to leave this island richer than we actually landed. So that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good point. Thank you, Zach, for making that point for me. 
There's always another clue. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have hobbies. Gotta have hobbies. <laughs> yeah, gotta, gotta keep busy. <laughs> there is a one rule. Uh, there is a one Nick Cage per draft rule. So I'm glad you you filled that gap for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that leaves us to Zach. So, you know, go ahead and make your uh, next incorrect pick. So we're ready for, we're ready to hear it. Yeah, the way you've been bashing all my picks like the professor today. So now I'm, I'm starting to see how my team is coming together and I've got these separate skills where Daryl's in charge of land security, MacGyver is engineering and escaping the island, the professor is quality of life, Mitch Buchanan is in charge of sea safety. So now I'm starting to worry like, all right, I need someone who can bring all these people together, keep us on track and working towards a common goal. So who's a character who can take a bunch of people who may have different skills, maybe don't even like each other that much at first and build the best team as possible. Someone be organized, keep us on task. Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec. I mean, look at what she can accomplish in that show with all kinds of people who never wanted to be there in the department she was working. She works her way all the way up to um, maybe is president by the end of the show. We don't have a clear answer on that, but clearly she worked her way up from this small town parks and rec department. She has big goals, big aspirations. One of the most optimistic characters you could ever think of. And that's going to be huge too, to keep morale high in this situation. I feel, yeah, I feel like I should be able to shit on this pick a little bit more, but you look at the island and like people got to be efficient. People have to have set skills at and even daily stuff that they need to do to get everything that they need. And she's definitely going to be organized. I think you're going to have to build a way to get on that, that booze cruise over to Steve's Island for her to get some waffles from the chef. I think that's going to be her own that's sticking true. point. I think you're going to have some problems there because, uh, you know, Leslie, nope, she's big into the, the government system. There's no government on an island. She's going to, she's going to go crazy. She's going to be absolutely that's what out she's of her there mind for, for structure. after like oh, a week. Law and order. I mean, is she going to, is she going to, you know, instill democracy onto this island? I mean, it's, it's there's uh there's seven there's seven people beside beside yourself in the squad so that's eight people there there could be a tie when it comes to voting time that's that's a flawed system right there so uh, she's gonna she's gonna have some problems I think she's gonna run into some issues I mean that's literally why I'm picking her because she's good at that stuff she's good at organizing and leading people <laughs> and keeping goals in mind well I mean when I think of a, being on a desert island my first thought is I gotta organize a system of government on here so I gotta make sure I know exactly what to do. And someone to tell me to do it. So someone's got to wrangle in Sheldon. <laughs> Absolute wild card. I'm just saying she might get a little annoying after she realizes that there's uh, there's no departments or uh, there's no uh, government or elections or anything. So we'll see. Could be a wild card. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Over to Steve. All right. So. I have come to the conclusion that my team is not meant to escape the island. It is meant to survive <laughs> on the island. And I accept that. And that's sort of, that's, I said to myself, after we crashed the flying food truck, it's over. We're just, this, <laughs> this is where we're at now. So I want somebody who's a good hang, can have a beer with, can play sports with, and can help me build a house. And so I went with Tim Riggins. Steve. And Steve, <laughs> now it's really personal. Sniping people off my board here. 
<laughs> I guess this is a hello and goodbye. This will be my last draft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gave Steve a shot. It was it was fun, but it's not going to work out, guys. <laughs> I, I, Billy is still on the board, as far as I know. So mm-hmm. you could have the other Riggins brother if you need if you wanted. But yeah, I felt like you know, good guy to have a beer with. Can do a bunch of stuff. Can build a house. So uh, Tim Timmy Riggins. Hey, you know. I like it. You know, you know, you know your island and you know you're uh, you're going to be there for a while. You might as well set it up nicely. Yeah, he was definitely in my bucket of like once I clear off some of the essentials, I need to get some people I just want to be around and hang out with. And and he was on that. So and you got me a little bit early on that one. Yeah, early on the on the fun picks where no we've been going all, pretty much all utility <laughs> so far. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I'm up here for two and. <laughs> You know, I feel like I feel like Zach's been leading some of my picks for a little bit. He'll start to build out his explanation on who he's going to pick next. I get a little bit worried because it's like my next person up for what I want to fill out my team. And then he'll go a slightly different direction. So I'm, I'm really pumped to have my top pick on a lot of these categories, uh, but kind of along the same lines of at some point, you're going to have to get, get out on the sea, right? You're going to have to be out on the water and deal with all the challenges that come with that. So when I narrowed down my first pick for that sort of category, I brought someone that's super familiar on the seas. He can be a captain. He can have the navigation aspect of it for once we get on that raft, we're going to figure out where is the tide going? Which way do we want to go? How do we run the sails to be able to get to where we need to? And the biggest threat once you're out there, I don't care who you ask, it's going to be sharks, right? Sharks are going to come after you. You're going to have someone that's going up against them several times. So I'm going to bring in Quint here. Maybe he's not the you know most charming person, but he's going to grow on you. You know, he's going to add some great banter amongst the group. He's going to be really the one that's going to help, you know, bring us home at the end of the day. And if a shark comes our way, he's going to go after it. He's going to, does he ultimately need to sacrifice himself for the group? You know, we'll see what happens. But uh, I love having Quint in my corner if there's a shark coming at me. So I, I definitely bumped to lock him down for everything that happens once we leave the island. This is a terrible tragedy for me. I'm, I, I need a moment to recover from this. Did I answer you after that Riggins deal? <laughs> I guess I, I guess I deserve it. <laughs> it doesn't mean I like it. trade between these two teams. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a few, a few of my picks for. I'd love to trade up to get Mark, but if I could get some <laughs> late round swaps for Riggins, I would, I would definitely live with that. We've never had an on, on draft trade before. We have to work that. That would be time. that would be in the true spirit of the movie draft day. You could be like Kevin Costner, just <laughs> trading picks left yeah. and right, get, getting David Pudney, you know. <laughs> Next thing I know, Mark's in the seventh round because I yeah. didn't pick him with first overall. <laughs> yeah, so I have another pick here. And I think this is key because this really establishes my lineup. And I have one extra pick I can kind of play around with. But I definitely want to address all my key tasks and skill sets on just surviving the island and having a good quality of life on the island. I think at a certain point, you have to look at the entertainment value. What's keeping these people going? What's going to give them something to talk about? And really just not kind of be lost in the routine and, and almost go crazy with that. So I'm bringing in one of the most charismatic characters on TV. This is Raymond Reddington from the show Blacklist. And this is one, you know, I think it's dropped off a little bit in quality over the past few seasons, but the first few seasons were really good. And this is someone that's going to be able to be able to work with anyone and win them over. You look at someone that was one of the top criminals in the world, basically walks into the FBI and kind of coerces them to 
build this team around him. And he ultimately wins over all these FBI agents that looked at him as a criminal. And now they're actually caring about him and, and look at him as a valuable part of the team. And the reason I bring him, the key reason I'm bringing him in is I think he's going to ultimately get along and be friendly with a lot of the people on my team, almost as that glue aspect. But you know, you're sitting back in the fire at night, just kind of thinking about what everything's going on. He's going to sit there. He's going to be my storyteller. He has endless stories throughout the entire series. He's sitting there. Have I ever told you about the time that dot, dot, dot? And he goes off. And no matter what, whenever that happens on that episode, you're locked in as a viewer. And it's going to be an amazing story. And he's just so entertaining. So I'm bringing him in just to keep overall spirits high and almost having that entertainment aspect of all the rich stories he can bring to the table. It's a good pick. I'm a little personally offended that you said that the later seasons weren't as good because I was on one of the later seasons. Uh, I was like season that eight, episode. So. They were sort of like, just basement. Just exactly. <laughs> it was the very <laughs> first episode. episode of season eight. You son of a bitch. Oh, they jumped was, the shark. That's the talking show. About, <laughs> <laughs> he's talk, talking crap about the show. And I'm sitting here like, man, I wasn't I was in the later season. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, good. it's a good it's a good it's a good pick. I like it. Yeah, he's a. He's a, a good a good choice there. Like you said, the storytelling aspects is definitely definitely solid for for that one for sure. So I wasn't sure where you were going with that. It was this long lead in and building up this criminal mastermind? And I, I want him because he's a good storyteller. <laughs> yes, you watch the show, you're you're going to be in on any story he tells <laughs> until you get to season eight. Then then stop watching. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, no, that's, that's where you're telling after that. <laughs> Well, solid picks there. I mean, starting starting off sixth round with a, a pretty good value, I think, late 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 in this draft here. So over to over to Steve now to to get his next next character locked in. So for this pick, down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah. And so I was realizing as we were going through all of this that I was missing a big component of this. What happens if somebody gets sick? What happens if somebody gets hurt? And so I decided that I needed a doctor. So I went with Meredith Gray from Grey's Anatomy. And, <laughs> and, uh, I just felt like she's already been in a plane crash and that was like basically in being on a deserted Island. So she's been there before and she's like won all of those awards on the show. And yes, I'm outing myself as someone who's watched a fair amount of Grey's Anatomy, but, but that's okay. Um, Guilty. And, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, it's addicting. What can I say? Um, I blame the girls on my hall my freshman year of college. Um, and so Kristen Stella, if you're listening to this, this is your fault. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I went with Meredith Gray. I felt like she's just a great doctor and she's also a leader. And if anybody gets sick or needs some kind of like emergency surgery, she's there. Yeah, the medic pick is key there. And I think it's, it's a deep field. So I think you're fine waiting on it this far into the draft. Because I think you look at how many medical shows are out there. But I think that's one that she's not your normal just like ER doctor, right? She kind of goes through that. She grows up through the ranks, but she becomes one of like the top people in her field. And I mean, I haven't watched the show. I haven't seen it. I'm just yeah, I'm just guessing that's what happens. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah she really sure. becomes one of like the leaders in the medical field on the brain surgery side. And she kind of goes down a few different routes. But I think you're looking at one of the most uh, talented picks in, in that category for sure. He's over here like, oh, I've never seen the show, but on, on episode uh, 14 of se uh, season seven, uh, uh, if you remember this exact quote that she told uh, <laughs> one of the doctors. So I'm told. Um, so, <laughs> so I've heard, I think. I don't know. I just I didn't just rewatch the entire series like last week. <laughs> just saying, Team McSteamy. Any, so I'll leave it at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most married men uh, have a pretty good uh, understanding of Grey's Anatomy because their wives make them, you know, sit them down and make them watch it with them. So. You know, I've seen a few episodes here and there. 
Not not a bad pick. That's First why female I have on your team to too. So. <laughs> Single guys just don't. First know. female. First female on, on your team too. So I mean, you know that that's that's again for repopulation. So yeah, you're all about that. Yeah, you still have an all male team there, Des. It's a you know, I, representation. I've, I've, I've made myself aware of this, and I will correct it in the next coming rounds. I, I promise. So <laughs> you've been so focused on repopulation, you have to a bunch of nerdy scientists that don't know how to talk to women. Bunch of guys, yeah. <laughs> Artificial insemination. That's what they're going to be working on. Had on Sheldon talking to a girl. <laughs> it, this is the this is the perfect scenario for me because if I'm on the island and there's only you know only a bunch of nerds and me I'm gonna look way cooler by comparison. So this is a method to the madness. Very intentional. It all comes out very intentional. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I've gotten to the point. I've got most of the utility picks that I can really think of, and instead of stacking on top of kind of skills that I already have, I'm thinking now more. How do we pass all this time that it's going to take to get our escape act together or to wait it out until we can be rescued. So what's one of the first things you think of when you're, you're on an Island, you're in a tropical location, you're on a beach. What's, what's going to be one of the go-to entertainment methods at that that's feasible in this situation. Music, you can, you can fashion a, a guitar, some drums out of, out of stuff that's lying around on an Island. So I want somebody who is very passionate about music, is passionate about teaching music. Because, hey, maybe one of the best ways to pass time to keep your mind occupied would be to learn a new skill. Maybe this person could teach me how to play the guitar or the drums. So I'm going with Dewey Finn from School of Rock. He loves music, loves rock and roll music, uh, wow. is good at putting together a band, seeing what people would be good at and... Uh, overall, just a really charismatic and entertaining, hilarious character to be around. So definitely uh, my first pure entertainment pick here. Anytime you bring in Jack Black, yes. he's going to bring in bring the energy every single day. <laughs> Had to have one of him. <laughs> you need one, one Jack Black on an island. Uh, I mean, cool, cool pick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cool pick, bro. I mean, my first, my one of my people I wouldn't wouldn't have thought of first was my music teacher. But you know, that's uh, if I want to, if I want to go, you know, get buck wild here. Let's bring in some grade school music teachers here. <laughs> it's pretty thin categories. I, I think you've locked down the best high, uh, grade school music teacher that there is. I think uh, music is going to be a, a better use of our time than going on treasure hunts with Benjamin Franklin Gates. I or mean, interdimensional travel. <laughs> You guys are way off base, way off. <laughs> it's interesting to see where people are leading for their like, I just want to have fun on the island and this is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> a lot of different angles. Tells you a lot about someone. I mean, my, my, my team's full of fun. We got lots of fun going on here. Right. Sheldon Cooper plays plays Dungeons and Dragons and uh, there's all kinds of, he's into like video games and things. I mean, this is all yeah, kinds of fun Yeah, it translates to a desert island. <laughs> It'll, they'll figure it out, right? They got the, the, the best minds in all of TV and movie. Okay, so let's let's just let's just be okay with that. I want to go ahead. We're gonna. This is the end of the draft here. I'm gonna close out round six and lead off round seven. I'm just gonna really just round out my team. I, you know, I, I'm not sure who it was. I forget who it was that mentioned this. I think it might have been might have been Bull. But I think you touched on you know the fact that eventually this this party may lead to the ocean. You're gonna get on a raft. You're gonna get on some sort of 
something to maybe escape the island and you're going to go get eventually get out on the open sea. And uh, while Zach's first concern is uh, safety and uh, and CPR uh, with Mitch Buchanan when he gets out in the open water, I'm thinking more practically. I'm thinking navigation. I'm thinking, you know, the ability to uh, to, to to man this this craft out on the open sea. Uh, someone who's who's got experience already with islands, you know, being on islands and 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 living the island life. I can't believe he's dropped this far uh, down the draft here. I'm going to go with Captain Jack Sparrow. You got to put the captain part in there first because he gets upset if you don't. So he's got experience on the high seas. He he's he was stranded on an island with uh, just himself, um, much like Chuck Nolan. So they have a lot in common there. They're going to work together well. And uh, who doesn't love rum? He's he's going to find the rum. If there's, if there's any on that island, he'll find it. It's going to be and gone quick. Benjamin Gates. Benjamin Gates and him, they got that whole treasure thing going together. Uh, there's a lot of cohesion right there, right away uh, with my team. They're the two crazy guys. They're just like, where are they? We have our daily tasks. Someone's got to wash the dishes. We got to wash the clothes. <laughs> oh, then the other side of the island looking for treasure. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the Michael Bolton, Captain Jack Sparrow song now <laughs> from SNL. <laughs> Solid, solid uh, song too. Go along with these. Oh, you the own theme song. That must be what happened to Des. He just couldn't stop thinking about Jack Sparrow. He just finished watching the Pirates of the Caribbean marathon. Just popped in his head <laughs> and just, yeah, sure, throw him on the team. I mean, you've got about a forty percent chance they're going to find one of those movies on ABC or TBS or USA at one point. You know, you just flip through the channel, channels a little bit. You're going to find one of those movies. I can get behind that more than Gates. I'm never going to go against Nick Cage, but I think just. I don't know. I still don't really get what he's bringing to the table, but Jack Sparrow, I get, nobody gets validates some of those points. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gates at this point, he might just be just a fun pick. Yeah. He's just he's just your your token Nicolas Cage character on your on your draft board. But he's it's, it's fun. It, it, the treasure part makes sense with an island. There could be treasure there. You never know. All right, we're in seventh round here. This is where we really Ooh. cement what our team lineups look like. What do you got? Here we go. I, you know, like you said, I got a lot of guys on here and, and I'm, I, I gotta, I think I gotta have a female on, on the team because practical, practical reasoning here. You just, you're, you might be on this island for a long time. Eventually you're going to get lonely. So you're going to need a, a female on there for company. So, you know, I, I want to go with someone that is very attractive and also very useful. So in terms of uh, usefulness, she is a, uh, she, she can kick butt. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with, Miss Multipass Lilu Dallas from uh, The Fifth Element, because who doesn't love a little good Mila Jovovich uh, on your island? And that's she's right up there with uh, with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Like Lydia, with her actual skill sets they're bringing, <laughs> as opposed to just repopulation <laughs> on your mind. Thank you for leaving a lot of talent on the on the table there. I mean, my thought: I'd, what's a good combination of uh, you know just fun to be around, attractive, and uh, you know adds a little bit of a uh, but kickery in there, you know, you have to just, she, she's, she's good for uh, hand to hand combat. She can, she's adaptable. She learns quickly. So, you know, if you sit her down with Sheldon Cooper or Doc Brown, she's like a sponge. She's got to soak it all in. She, 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 she learned to speak English. You know, she could probably figure out, you know, a lot of stuff from these scientists on, on board too. So be a practical, practical use. She's just going to be a copy of their brains. So he played the upside of another scientist. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want an attractive Sheldon Cooper female version of attractive? You know that that that's a the best of both worlds. It's just smart and good looking. So it's a it's a pretty big win right there on both sides of the coin. That's if like if Tom Brady decided to cure cancer. I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna hate that? 
He's just so talented in, in all his aspects. And then now he's going to cure cancer. I mean, come on. That's just, uh, it's, it's a win-win situation right there. Well, it's I'm okay. just kind of glad fine. that your team is filled now and don't have to hear <laughs> where your mind is going to go next. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're comparing apples to oranges here, I mean, let's, let's talk about the usefulness of Lilo Dallas compared to Jack Black, the sixth grade music teacher. Okay. Who, who, who are you going to want on your team For more? sanity. For san Yeah. Lilo Dallas. She's awesome. <laughs> Could she write? Could she write a song as good as "The Legend of the Rent" was way past due, though? <laughs> Epic. I mean, if you give her an afternoon, maybe she might. Someone's got to teach her, though. All right, Zach, over to you. Let's see you follow up that pick. I don't know how I'll do it, but I'll do my best. And not necessarily any any new category. I've got another uh, who I think is one of the most useful characters, and just someone who I think is going to be able to handle herself in this situation in a, again, in a kind of similar life or death situation, keep her cool. I do feel kind of bad right now for Leslie Nope on my team that she's going to be surrounded by all these dudes. I, I think she is going to appreciate having another female companion just so they can chat. Um, but also uh, another character is going to be useful to help um, in a lot of areas of, of safety, of keeping cool, cool person to hang out with too. I'm going with Wichita from Zombieland. Emma Stone's character in that, able to hand herself in, in a zombie apocalypse. So I think being on a deserted island, she's fine. She's going to keep her cool. She's always one of the more, she's optimistic. She is uh, good with, she cares about the people who she's with. She cares about, I think she's going to learn to love this team and be a, just a good final late round addition here. If you land on Zombie Island, you were so stacked between Daryl and Wichita. That's it's a possibility. It's a, it's a, they, they do have zombie islands. I mean, that, that's a thing, right? <laughs> so depending on where you crash, could work out for you. Bold, call, bold strategy, Cotton. Wait, that's a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there, there's a video game called Zombie Island. I was assuming there's probably yeah, movies yeah. about zombies being on an island. There's this betting on landing on Science Island where there's just beakers <laughs> and flasks laughs. and Bunsen burners everywhere. It's, uh, I think of the scene at Beer Fest when Fink's going through the lab and he's looking at all like, look at a 32 hour isolated beaker or whatever. And that's just Des's team landing on there. I mean, if I had an eighth spot, I mean, uh, Beaker from the Muppets might have been the next, the next one to go. So, <laughs> Comic relief. Yeah. Science. Two picks left. Wrapping it up here. Steve. All right. So I, um, I'm going back to the island, the, the literal island from Lost. And um, I'm going with Kate. I feel like she can. she's another person who can kind of do it all. But I also think that all of the male characters that I've picked, they need to be called on their shit every once in a while. <laughs> and if she could do that with Sawyer, she could do that with everybody else on the island. So I actually think that Kate would be as much a leader probably as anybody else that I have selected. And yeah, I think every once in a while, we probably on the island need to like get our shit together a little bit. And who better to do that than Kate? I think it's definitely a good hangout crew top to bottom, I think. Uh, yeah, I get what, like, we're building that booze cruise over to Steve's Island. That's where I hang out with these guys. And then I'm going last pick here. Close it out. And at this point, I feel like I have all my skill sets. I have everything I need to survive the island. Now I'm looking for that camaraderie. Maybe like my homework pick, right? Like, who personally do I want to hang out with since Briggins is off the board? This is someone I wasn't initially thinking, but as I was going back, 
and looking at different options, I kept coming back to them. I'm going to lock down Troy Barnes from Community here. And as soon as I started to sell on him on my board, I got really excited because you already have the seed built out of them starting on the island, right? They're all walking into the ocean, you know, carrying a raft. And he's saying there, you can yell at me all you want, but I've seen enough movies to know if you poke the back of a raft, it makes it go faster. And that's how we're going to start this off. And yeah, is it the smartest tool in the shed? Maybe not. But he's going to get that out of the way. And then you look at his growth on the show. He ultimately ends up being really interested in sailing and being on the sea. And maybe we can work in a LeVar Burton cameo in this. I don't know. We'll see. But I think you look at someone that he's going to have good camaraderie. You know, maybe he's loosens Quinn up a little bit as they start bonding over being a captain and being on the sea and a mentor mentee type of thing. You got Tony Stark. Maybe he's a little bit rough around the edges at first, but who do you open up with? Spider-Man. Who also played Spider-Man? Donald Glover. Maybe we could play off that a little bit. And I think he's also someone that he's going to bring kind of like that childlike imagination to an island to give you the entertainment that you're going to need. He's going to be like, hey, guys, I'm going into the forest. I'm going to build a tree fort. And then, you know, six episodes later, everyone's in. You got quit crawling through, building his own tree fort, getting all into character. And uh, he's someone that can have endless entertainment. I would just love to be able to hang out with him. So I'm locking down Troy to end the draft here to finalize my roster. It's a good fun pick. I I would love to build tree forts with him and go (laughs) swinging in in the jungle. Just that, that that would be a good way to, to pass time and for the sanity aspect. (laughs) Maybe, maybe come up with a rap like Jehovah's most secret witness, something like that. Yeah. (laughs) They could just build like a yeah, like these, imagination chamber that they have. He could build that in the in the woods there. The last few picks of this draft, I mean, I think I think you have to kind of look at going uh, different directions for sure. You know, you, if you haven't filled out those those key roster spots, which most of ha- most of us have, you know, you, then you can kind of get to a point where like you know maybe these picks are a little more just kind of like I want to hang out with this person. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't mind being stranded on these you know desert island with this person. So that's a good. I think it's a good. A good hangout pick for sure. That, that's that definitely checks that box all the way. It's it's it fills in the circle one hundred percent. Like on the SATs, you got to fill in the circle all the way, otherwise it doesn't count. Like I think he fills in the circle all the way. Yeah, wow. I think before the draft ends, you need like that personal pick in there. Otherwise, you're not doing your team justice because it's it's the question, right? Who would you want to spend the rest of your life with on a desert island? And you got to start figuring out who that would be. So I definitely yeah. like the the balance in some of those. Uh, Play around just entertainment picks and getting in there who you want to spend time with is always fun to see. But that brings us to a close here. Let's do a quick rundown of these rosters. Uh, on my ends, I have Katniss Everdeen. She's going to bring the hunter and gathering aspect. Tony Stark's going to be my innovator, my long term plan thinker on the end game of it. No pun intended. Hawkeye, we have as my medical person. Laura Kraft's going to explore the island, figure out all the resources available right out of the gate. Quint's going to captain my ship once we get out in the water. Raymond Reddington, that storyteller. And then Troy Barnes, basically my BFF on the island. And then Des, let's kick it over to you. What's your roster? Yeah, I went with the with the obvious pick, Chuck Noland, a one overall. Uh Castaway, Mr. Castaway. Uh, and then I went real heavy science. Real heavy science there for for a few rounds. Uh I got uh Doc Brown again, pers- personal favorite of mine, you know. Real, real smart guy can make make stuff together over you know almost anything, but just figure it out and just kind of you know improvise on the island. Sheldon Cooper again, 
uh, he's kind of nerdy. He's kind of kind of similar to me in the sense that he's probably kind of nerdy and and uh, would like to do those nerd things while you're there. Plus, you're smart. You're smart. Rick Sanchez was my next pick from Rick and Morty. Again, going going with the scientist heavy uh, roster there for three picks. Then I went with the uh, my, my personal favorite, uh, Benjamin Gates, hanging out with Nicolas Cage on the island. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow uh, was my sixth pick. Uh, helping captain the ship and uh, raft or whatever it is we're going to need to get all off the island. And then uh, Lilu Dallas, just uh, just an all-around butt kicker and uh, easy on the eyes. All right, and for my team, I've got Daryl Dixon for hunting and personal security, MacGyver, engineering, escape from the island, the professor from Gilligan's Island for overall quality of life on the island and science. Mitch Buchanan from Baywatch for sea safety. Personal favorite. Leslie Nope. It's <laughs> kind of a glue guide organization keeping us on task. Dewey Finn for safety or for um, sanity, I mean, and uh, music lessons. Wichita for, well, to help out Leslie Nope. When uh, all the guys are being idiots and for also another ass kicker like Daryl Dixon. I think he's just put Mitch Buchanan on there because personally he's going to hope that he gets rescued at some point. So he can just look up into the eyes of the Hoff and uh, it's just one of those things it's, he just always yeah, wanted to do on a deserted island. It's a dream scenario. <laughs> yeah, I had to work it in. <laughs> yeah, he, brings, he can have him with some of his concerts with Dewey. It would be pretty entertaining. <laughs> Oh, this yeah. is true. Yeah, he does have a musical side. So <laughs> that's a that's a that's half a band right there. Lead singer <laughs> and a bass guitarist, maybe. Lead guitar, lead guitar. Tenacious D. Tenacious D part two, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so for my team, um, after the truly tragic plane slash food truck accident that left us <laughs> on the uh, on the deserted island, I went with Mark Watney to science the shit out of everything. Hurley, because he's a great hang. He's been there before. Jeremiah Johnson to, like, do Jeremiah Johnson-like things. Carl Casper to, you know, cook food. Because, hey, look, our taste buds don't change just because we are on a deserted island, you know. I have certain tastes. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and then um, I went with Tim Reagans. Sorry, Mike, I do apologize. Um, no apologies on movie chaps. <laughs> and then uh, to be a, to be our lead physician... I went with Meredith Gray. And then finally, to make sure to keep us all on our toes, I picked Kate Austin from Lost. Yeah, it's definitely interesting looking at the dynamics of the team. I feel like Zach and my teams are pretty similar, kind of going for a lot of the same skill sets up and down the board. So those are kind of interesting comparison pieces. Then as we chat about, you know, maybe a little bit too heavy on the science side. I think you're missing <laughs> one or two spots there of practical life-saving skill sets. Uh, I think the first few days are going to be really rough trying to figure out food. And Steve, definitely the chill island. Definitely just good camaraderie. <laughs> just kind of want to hang out and, you know, watch the sunset. <laughs> come, come come hang anytime, man. Right? <laughs> That's it, yeah. He cornered the market for those picks. Matthew McConaughey on there. Yeah, McConaughey <laughs> was, was my, a good pick. He was my ninth. Wooderson was my ninth yeah. pick. <laughs> yeah. It's a good question. Any other people or characters that were on your shortlist that you were considering? I feel like it, you definitely have a lot out there that we could uh, dip into for a draft like this. Yeah, there was a few people that I thought would have gone on some other teams, just knowing who I'm up against personally in in uh, in this draft. Uh, you know, 
sticking with the science thing, I thought Hank Pym was a good choice for for uh, for, for science guy. Uh, <laughs> well, one one scientist away. But, but we'll we'll go we'll go another direction for that. You know, I I thought maybe um, Robin Williams' character in Jumanji would be would have been good, seeing as he he was kind of by himself in a jungle kind of desert islandish type setting by himself for quite a long time. He survived and, and figured it out for a long time. Um, Indiana Jones, just from the you know explorer kind of a kind of thing. Uh, maybe Doctor House for the medical side. Maybe uh, you know Hugh Laurie uh, action in there. But uh, yeah, def- definitely some ones that, that could have gone on, on some of these teams that, that didn't go. Yeah, the the only person that I left off was another Friday Night Lights cast member um, was Coach Eric Taylor. Mm-hmm. Thought about it was it was between Coach Taylor and Riggins, and I I did go Riggins, but yeah. <laughs> I felt like maybe Coach Taylor could be like the leader we needed, and you know if he said clear eyes, full hearts, and then. Just imagine everybody else going can't lose, you know. Feel like that would have been a good moment, but went with went with Tim Riggins instead. I feel like Riggins would be a little bit more adaptable in this sort of environment. Yeah, like yeah. Coach would be a little stressed. Yeah, I th- yeah. I'm surprised that we didn't see any uh, WWE uh, characters uh, on Zach's team. Was you know, just given his his love for the the wrestlers turned act- actors. I mean, Cena, John Cena c- characters could have could have popped up anywhere <laughs> in, in this draft. I was actually just going to pick John Cena from Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> it is a show, so <laughs> the rest of the team can't see him. It'd be an issue. I thought of two of the who I want to hang out with picks. I considered the dude from The Big Lebowski because yep. he yeah. wouldn't really care, right? He just he'd just be chilling on the beach. And Tommy Callahan from Tommy Boy because Chris Farley, Entertainment Factor, one of those things. Yeah, I definitely thought of the comedy route. And like, yeah, obviously Bill Murray comes up like what Bill Murray character can I bring just because I want to hang out with Bill Murray, basically. But even like Tommy Callahan, it's tough with a lot of the comedy characters because a lot of them are kind of I'd say a lot of them are built off of like the stupidity aspect of them. Like they're going to do stupid stuff. That what makes it funny. That's where they draw the comedy off of. So how much is that going to be kind of a knock on your overall team and what you're trying to accomplish? So that made it definitely tough. Uh, and that's where I started to shift more towards like a Troy Barnes type of route where he had some comedy aspects to him, but some other value adds. The other one I was really close on drafting a few times throughout this, but I felt like overall team chemistry would have been bad. But Ace Ventura, I felt like is someone that you can get that <laughs> command and control of all of the animals on the island. But at a certain point, you're going to have to eat them. And I felt like him and Katniss would not have gotten along. Where she'd be going out to hunt, and then he would just try to derail her the entire time. But yeah, that was my short list. Flicking views, yeah, yeah. Come on now, I, let's let's be honest here. Let's you can't tell me you didn't at least at one point consider the Rock from Jumanji. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I know how much you love that movie. Is it a superpower? Both of those though? movies. I actually, I, don't think yeah, so. I actually did think of that, but I was like, well, the Rock in that is a video game character, and it's actually the kid who's. Yeah. in the rock's body so like I don't, I don't think that really works one of those loopholes well we know he's great for loopholes so that, that's that <laughs> would have made perfect sense for his team so that's true <laughs> they're definitely on my board i'll say that <laughs> all right so that brings us to a close here this was fun nice little escapism uh from being kind of cooped up in the house here interesting to see kind of who makes it off the island or who just enjoys their time here but that brings us to a close any final thoughts before we look to wrap up no, I think uh, I think we got a new rivalry going here now with Steve. I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait to get uh, some Steve and Bull Bull head to head action maybe at some point here because 
they're, they're, you're on the same wavelength. I feel like you're on the same, you're on the same frequencies for your picks. So it'd be interesting to see. Sniper Steve stealing picks left and right. We I'm have just trying. Patch up. I'm going to have to make sure I have that first pick for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make an instant impact, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Come in swinging. I love it. Well, Steve, awesome to have you on here for your first draft. Appreciate it. Uh, you will be invited back despite I'm a little bit. Nice. You will be have the invite back for sure. <laughs> Zach and Des, love you. See you guys going back and forth uh, throughout this entire rounds. We'll definitely get you on the next one here. And uh, that should do it. All right, guys. We got some good head to head. We got some good head to head ones coming up soon too. With uh, I believe with Zach and I as well. Yeah, so. WWE. That's coming up. Got the Muppets. That's another <laughs> one we have on our short list. There'll be some good ones. So I feel definitely like subscribe. Yeah, those could both get heated between us too. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely a must listen for sure. All right, and that should do it. All right, see ya. All right, peace out. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.